I tell I tell the men and women that work with us every day at Big Boys Moving, you know, BBM Services, that you know you you can do what me and Anna is doing and even more because I mean I, I was homeless. I came home homeless. Do you hear me? I came home homeless in July 2015. I had just served seven years in prison for once again allowing addiction to run my life. But during that time in prison, man, in 2009, I went down in 2008 and I got out in 2015. And in 2009, you know, trauma, you know, the loss of my grandmother, Pearlie Mae Jackson, it broke me. That pain caused me to finally give in to God's call on my life, a calling that my grandmother had been speaking over me all of my life, all during the years of using. My grandmother always said, you can run, but you can't outrun your calling. And the only thing that can happen, either you answer God's call for your life, or you're gonna die unfulfilled. And I heard Les Brown, a motivational speaker that I listen to a lot on YouTube, he constantly talks about how, you know, imagining people on, on their deathbed and they're surrounded, not by family, not by friends, but dreams and visions that they're taking to the grave with them. I mean, there are books that we would never read, movies that we would never see, songs that we would never hear, recipes that we would never taste, you know, art that we would never enjoy because there are people who never um, reached out and believed in themselves and what they and what they was imagining, what life and what God was putting in them in them as their purpose, they allowed addiction, they allowed people, they allowed poverty, they allowed homelessness to talk them out of what it is they wasn't imagine imagining within themselves. I didn't imagine that I didn't imagine that me I would be married with children, a business owner. I didn't imagine that. I imagined myself not going back to prison. You know, having a girlfriend, getting a job and just working out my days. But it took God nudging me out of my comfort zone. And when he done that, I saw me becoming a business owner and I saw me doing something more with my life and, and taking van advantage of opportunities that are given unto me in hopes of creating opportunities for other people. Me and my wife stay hungry for opportunities, man, because Every time someone give us one big or small, it could be a small one time house job or it could be a job working and doing work um, for companies that support us by giving us work like Cook Medical. You know, whatever size the opportunity, we always try to make it multiply to give opportunities for other men and women that there are people that um, businesses that do hire ex-felons. We got ex-felons that you will not hire. Because we see the need and we tell the men and women that work for us, man, you guys can do what we're doing. You can be contributors to this community. You can you can change your life. But until you make up your mind, until you get serious about your life, nobody's going to do it for you. I mean, sometimes when I talk to them, it sounds like I'm pissed because I am. But it's not them that I'm pissed at. It's addiction. It's the fact that they succumb and keep themselves in bondage with addiction. They won't make up their mind because when you make up your mind, you know, you, you got to be committed to your commitments. You got to be dedicated, man, to the things that it takes in order to keep that addiction um, at rest, to keep it in its tomb where it belongs. You wasn't born like that, man. You you're not you're not a convict. You're not an ex-felon. Why would you identify with things like that? You know, and, and we're going to continue to encourage them, man, because it's, it's getting 
it's getting worse out here. All, all this violence, all this disrespect for, for the police department. I, I mean, there is so much going on in this world, man. And the last thing this community needs here in Bloomington, Indiana, is for men and women to be coming home from jail and prison. They have no job. They have nowhere to stay. And yet everybody's expecting them not to reoffend. That makes no sense. So we're doing everything we can to create opportunities of employment and housing for these men and women. But it comes with accountability. It comes with accountability. These, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't know what it's going to take for, for some people that, that are really hungry to help other people that you're doing a lot of damage by not giving these men and women coming from prison accountability. I mean, they're damaged goods. They're coming from an environment where violence and anger is all they know is what kept most of them alive. And it's not something they just turned off. A renewed mind is a process. But while they're going through the process of renewing their mind, they must be surrounded by accountability. People that can help them, keep them in check, not gas them up to do wrong, but encourage them to do right and remind them that it's on them, that even God, God is not going to do it for them. Just because you get saved in prison don't mean God is going to take away every bad habit. You got to give them habits up. And that comes from your mind. God saves your soul. When you accept Jesus Christ, God saves, saved my soul. When I accepted Christ, I believed that God saved my soul. But me no longer conforming to this world is on me. That comes from me renewing my mind. I have to put in that work. If not, you would never see a reflection of God in my life because I never took the time to renew my mind and to keep my mind renewed.